Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another Northwest Herald football podcast. Brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings in Crystal Lake and Algonquin. I'm sports writer Joe Stevenson along with sports editor John Steiff and sports writer Sean Hammond. And we're going into week five of the football season here. Some good stuff to talk about from last weekend and some good stuff to talk about coming up this weekend. Three undefeated teams left in the area, Joe. Can you name them quickly? Yes. Woodstock North, Prairie Ridge, I had this the other day. Woodstock North Prairie Ridge and... He's forgetting of the town north of McHenry. Yes, Johnsburg. Yeah, how could I forget them? <laughs> You've been touting <laughs> them all year. I know. I, know. I was like, Great work, I Joe. the third one? Great work. Now they're going to all not like you because you couldn't come up with their name immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start with the game of the week, which is not involving any of the undefeated teams. It's got two one-loss teams. And Sean, break it down for us. Kerry Grove and Huntley, you've yeah. seen both of them play. Kerry Grove and Huntley, I think uh, you know both teams have really good defenses. Uh, this is going to be an, an interesting one to watch. Um, you know, I've been impressed. I saw Kerry Grove last week uh, against Jacobs. Their their defense has been impressive lately. Um, you know, I haven't seen them against maybe the quality opponent like Huntley or, or Prairie Ridge like they played earlier. Um, but uh, this should be a fun one to watch. Um, Kerry Grove has been playing the last two weeks without uh, fullback Tyler Pennington, but he's probably going to play. It, it sounds like he's going to play, and, and that'll be a big help for them. You talked to Max Skoll. After the last game, though, he's the one that filled in. Yeah, Max, that interview. Max has been filling in. Max, a good game rushing for you. What was going well? Uh, uh, really, the inside was uh, going pretty well. Uh, we had good blocking up the middle, and uh, it opened up a lot of things for me to run. I, I decided to make a couple of cuts, and it was good overall. You guys were playing without uh, fullback Tyler Pennington, but the next man stepped right up. And, and for the second week in a row, too, What's uh, you know what are you guys able to do offensively? Uh, pretty much the same things. I mean, Tyler has obviously huge uh, shoes to fill, but uh, I get about the same amounts of reps as Tyler since the beginning of summer, and so I've been practicing with him, ready to go in if something like this ever happened. And uh, We had good offensive blocking and just everything else went well. So. You had a fumble recovery on defense. What was going well for you guys on that side? Uh, well, in the fumble recovery, I just blitzed off the edge, and uh, they just pitched it to him, and next thing I remember, I uh, skewed the ball was on the ground, so I just uh, scooped it up. Um, and then uh, on defense with the uh, passing and everything else overall, uh, it just went real well. Our uh, defense read our keys really well, and we got a really good rush on the quarterback. Sean, you also spoke with Ryan Mago, one of the wingbacks. Ryan, take me through your long touchdown run. Um, I saw great blocks on the perimeter from Kyle Presley and Jake Buss, and I just ran it right up the sideline. And open, it was open field from then on. You guys were playing mostly without Tyler Pennington. Did he play at all today? No, I don't think he played uh, to, at all today. We had Jack Trogger playing his position. He played the position well on defense. And, you know, our defense shut them down. We had a pretty good quarterback, and our defense succeeded. 
you guys didn't have any trouble running without Pennington, though. What was going well for you guys? Um, I thought the outside and up the middle was going perfect for us. We had Max Skull taking it right up the middle, and I felt that worked well for us, well with us throughout the game. Um, I know you guys just won, but uh, you got Huntley next week. Yeah, we have Huntley next week. We're going to keep working hard in practice, keep doing what we're doing, and, you know, we're going to keep working harder and harder and trying to be great every single week. Joe, I'm really looking forward to seeing this game. I'm going to go over there with you, hopefully get some uh, cell phone video of some plays, maybe some interviews afterwards if I stick around. Who knows? But I'm really, I'm, I'm actually intrigued by both sides of the ball, the matchups, because of how good both defenses are and, and just kind of the, the running ability of both offenses. I, I am too. You know, last year Huntley's defense was so stout and did a tremendous job um, almost pitched a shutout in that game. A Kerry Grove scored in the last like minute eight or something like that um, to, to to win that game. And that's it was the pun intended with the pitch thing in in Kerry Grove's offense. No, pitching a oh, shutout. Oh, oh no, no. Uh-huh. no, no, no pun intended at all. Okay. I, I, <laughs> you threw me off there. No, but it, um, and, and I don't know. You know, I know I know Huntley's defense is good again. I don't know if it is as good because there was a lot of really great players on that team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how well they can can slow them down again. I know last year they were while they were preparing for other games, they were putting in a segment in practice, uh, you know, several times during each week, just working on the option. And we had talked about it, you know they they did see the option in week two with Prairie Ridge, so that has to be a little bit of an advantage seeing having that kind of fresh in their minds for Huntley. Who are you going to pick, Sean? I'm going with Kerry Grove. Um, I didn't see the game against Prairie Ridge, but I think uh, the Prairie Ridge-Huntley game, one of the things they proved is that you can run the ball against Huntley. Um, you know, just looking at numbers, they, they put up a lot of rushing yards. I'm going with Kerry Grove. I'm going with Kerry Grove as well. I'm really impressed at how well the Trojans played the last two weeks without one of the best players in the area, and it looks like they almost didn't miss a beat. I know they would have been better with him, but I'm going with the Trojans. Then the another game, there's actually two other games that I'm kind of liking this week in the FVC. Jacobs at McHenry. Alex is going to be at that game. Joe, you saw McHenry last week. McHenry really impressed me last week. Uh, we thought that was going to be uh, a really tight game with Crystal Lake Central, and they pretty much blew him out. It was 39-7 to going into the fourth quarter. McHenry played its second team defense and offense a lot of the fourth quarter and, and central got a couple touchdowns there but uh, colton klein you you spoke you got you had seen him play before and you talked highly of him i completely see what you're talking about he was he was terrific last week i think threw for four touchdowns 10 for 16 he's he's really a nice player yeah, and he, he can make plays. Um, he's, of course, struggled with the really good defenses. He'll struggle against Prairie Ridge, against Huntley, against Cary Grove. You know, everybody will. Those are really good defenses, really good teams. But, you know, against against the other teams, like kind of outside of what we consider to be the big three, the other teams fighting for those playoff spots, I think they're as good as anybody, and they showed that with the win over Central. You've got an interview with Colton Klein from after that game. McKinney quarterback. Colton Klein, the Warriors win 39-21 over Chris Lake Central, 10 for 17 for 248 and four touchdowns. What was working well for you guys out there? Um, we tried running the ball to start the game off, and uh, that really didn't work out. So we passed a little bit, and then Central didn't really know where, what we were going to do after that. and We were able to run the ball and uh, pass the ball in the second half easily and first half as well. 
What do you think of, of where you guys have put yourselves now at, at three and one? Um, it's a great position. We haven't really been here in a really long time. I think they said 2007 was the last time we were three and one, and um, that really just makes a statement that McHenry's back and we're ready to play some football. And once you guys got to passing, then it seemed like it, it opened back up for Geo a little bit. Geo Prepper in the second half with some runs, didn't it? Yeah, um, we like to do that to defenses. That's what we try to do. We try and open up one thing, then they commit to the pass, and we'll run the ball. Joe, I'm really impressed by the lack of background noise in your interviews. Where are you conducting these? It, there was nobody else left at the field. Everybody took so It was late. Everybody was ready to get out of there. I waited for Central's guys to talk to Coach McLaughlin. And then there was like three or four McHenry guys that hung around. They were nice nice and hung around for me. And it was like 1030 at night. So, yeah, there, there was nobody else left to make any background noise. And in my Prairie Ridge <laughs> interviews, you'll probably hear those in a little bit. I, I want to say it's like I had the time of my life or something like that. Oh. I, <laughs> I'm forgetting what the music was, but it, it, they play a song at the end of, of the game, and then they kind of mingle, and I'm grabbing people to do interviews and, you know, a lot of background noise. So I, I failed on that one. I think the Austin Furbit interviews got plenty of that. Um, you also talked to – Jack Hefner, McHenry's defense was was really impressive the other night too. A lot of pressure uh, on Jake Staples, the quarterback from Central, and Hefner had two interceptions. McHenry junior safety Jack Hefner had two interceptions tonight as the Warriors beat Crystal Lake Central 39-21. And Jack, you got the one early. You almost ran it in on the tipped ball. And what did that do for you guys to get you going? I think that first possession coming out and us getting that pick, I think that really hyped us all up. It got us all excited and uh, really helped our offense get going, helped our whole team get going. And after that, we just kept rolling. What did the defense do well? Because it seemed like you guys had pretty good pressure on Jake Staples a lot of the night. Yeah, with that good pressure on Jake Staples, it causes him to throw. It like, makes him, like, cause him to throw and make quick decisions. So that's what we wanted. We didn't want him to give him any time to run around that pocket or anything. So our D lineman really flustering him helped a lot, with especially the two picks. Joe, how many interceptions did he have? He had two. Okay. Did we hear that enough times? He, he said he had two <laughs> picks. You said he did too. I just yeah. want to confirm. Yeah, I said that's it pretty impressive, though. It, his second pick was one of the best catches I've seen all year. He that one he caught like six inches off the ground and it, he was diving and it was that was a really sweet sweet grab. Nice, Sean. You've seen Jacobs, I think, a couple times. Right? Yeah, I've seen him three times already this year. Um, Last week against Cary Grove, they were without their top running back, Lawrence Strickland. And, uh, you know, then the, the second and third string guys each went out with cramps. And you could kind of tell that they were pretty one-dimensional. I think Chris Katrinik threw the ball 57 times in that game. Um, so uh, Strickland was, was sick. He wasn't hurt. So if he's back, that'll probably make a difference. But I think I'm going to go with McHenry in this one. I just like what I've seen from them so far. I'm I'm with McHenry. I I was impressed. That's a, that's a nice ball club. And kind of in looking at the the playoff structure and in what the FEC teams need to do to get in the playoffs, kind of figured out that the of these these schools that are like four through nine in the conference that aren't Prairie Ridge, Cary Grove, and and Huntley, they can only afford one other loss. Period. Uh, so Crystal Lake Central, after losing to McHenry, which is one of those different teams, pl- takes on Hampshire. I don't believe Hampshire has a loss outside of those three, right, Joe? 
I think they have two losses in, in there to yes, Huntley to, and Kerry Grove. Kerry, yes. So, right, yeah. Huntley, I guess he has a little breathing room. Chris Lake Central kind of back against the wall. They've got to win this week when they host Hampshire. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with you, yeah, because it does seem like there's a, a pretty decent-sized gap after those the top three that we talk about so much. And, yeah, the – any thoughts on, on Hampshire and Central? I believe this was a high-scoring game last year, right? I, I would expect it to be high-scoring again. I would think so, too, yeah. Both teams can can throw it pretty well. I you know, um, I, I would pick Central. I'll teams pick Central. are really doing everything that they can at this point to keep the ball away from Jared Hornback because they know what he can do. And, yeah, there are, other, there are plenty of other wide receivers in that offense who can be effective, and they're going to – they're going to have that chance, and they're going to kind of have to do it because teams are are overplaying Jared as they should. He's really good, right. and Jake Vincent doesn't seem to have a problem finding other guys either. Yeah, he's got he's an unbelievable arm yeah. to me. I yeah. mean, just watching him throw the ball, even you know when when they lost against Kerry Grove, I mean he can <laughs> he can wing it. Yeah, that's for sure. What are your thoughts on this game, Sean? I agree with Joe. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Um, I actually haven't seen either of these teams. I'm picking Central in this one. Um, I think uh, I think they're going to win. I don't know. In your game, Joliet Catholic at Marion Central. Joe, this has been, you know, this is this is a school that Mike Maloney went to. There's a lot of history to here. You look at Joliet Catholic and say, oh, they're on four, but we know they play a good schedule. They they those are good teams. I can't to. remember off the top of my head who all it is that they play but it, it, it is One of them was in Wisconsin. I want to say it was like Franklin, yeah, Wisconsin and, and the the other ones were and Illinois. The combined teams. records are like 13 and 4 or something. So they've lost to some really good teams and I was interested I looked it up um Joliet Catholic's been to the playoffs. This is amazing. 35 consecutive years. Joliet Catholic's been to the playoffs. If Marion beats Joliet Catholic, if Joliet Catholic loses one more game, it's not in the playoffs for the first time. It's it's an amazing run. And and Marion this past week, it wasn't close against Maris, but it's also a learning experience to get beat forty five nothing. And and that that Maris team is really good. Yeah. I mean, they were in the state finals last year. I believe that it's four Division One players on their defense. Their linebacker, uh, Michael Woderan, Robert Tops, the third defensive back, and two of their linemen now. One, another one after last week's game got an offer from Iowa State, who's a junior. So they, they've got an unbelievable defense. And so losing that game like that, I, there's no shame in that. I'm You never want to lose a game like that, and I'm sure it's a learning experience, but – I don't think you judge Marion upon that. Maybe more so this week in a game that we think is winnable, that we think is probably going to be a lot more competitive game, a good game to see. Joliet Catholic heads, I believe it's it's 20 starters are new this year, if I'm correct. It's right around there. And so, you know, that develops as the year goes on. It hasn't developed real well for them to this point, but they're, they're going to be good by the end of the year, or a pretty good team. You know they are. They always are. Yeah, you'd think so. And, you know, I think we were we were kind of talking about the East Suburban Catholic. Who is who is going to shake out as, as the best team there? I think maybe we got that answer last week with Marist. We, we thought it might be them. And, man, 45 nothing. I don't – and Marist's still a pretty good ball club. And but they lost one already, didn't they, Marist? Marist lost to somebody really good. Brother Rice? That's Yeah, that's who Rice. they lost yeah. to. Yeah. So 
That's right. a and quality <laughs> loss because that's a brother really Rice good is team. sitting there at four and zero. Yeah, and, and played the best teams eight, in eight. the state. Yeah. So, yeah, no shame in that. Obviously, no. who you picking? You know, it, Marion's had a tough road with without an offensive touchdown the last two weeks, but I'm going to pick the Hurricanes in this one. Sean, I am also. It's it's hard to pick against a team that's zero and four, even though it is Julia Catholic. All right, Johnsburg gets Burlington Central. Any, any any thoughts that this will be close, Joe? No, no, it won't be close at all. Johnsburg will uh, uh, rack up a lot of points, and the the starters will be Alex, Pete, and some of those guys will kick up their feet and enjoy the second half. I, I agree with Joe <laughs> on this one. And th- this is all leading into next week. They they play Woodstock North, but before that, Woodstock North has more of a challenge in going to Richmond Burton. We would think. Yes, Woodstock North uh, looked has looked really good, and um, we haven't seen the rankings yet. But I'm expecting that they might show up in the bottom of five A this week, around nine or ten, possibly. By the time people listen to this, I'm guessing they'll be posted. Yes, they probably. That's been will. consistently. Maybe it's being posted right now. I'm but, nervous. Uh, should I leave and go post them, <laughs> or should I finish? Solly thinks I should leave. But uh, yeah, I, I think Woodstock North will will win this one convincingly. I think so, too. I think Woodstock North is going to win this. Uh, another thing, you know, we talk about their running backs, uh, Casey Dykus and uh, uh, Colin Mergel, but they have a really experienced offensive line, too. All, all five of those guys had starting experience from last year. Um, I think Woodstock North is going to be at Richmond Burton this week. Set up a nice little uh, match of undefeateds next week. Yes, yes, it will. And who's covering that game? I don't even know who's covering Mr. next KRC. week. Yet. Sean. Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah. yeah, I saw that this morning. That's cool. Good for you. Marengo at Harvard. The uh, Joe, give me the history of this rivalry because oh, I never I get it right. I think it started in 1922. And they were a couple and, years off, right? Or no? Um, or is no, it the I longest played, continuous rivalry? It's the longest continuous rivalry. And there's actually – they've played a couple of times in the regular season and in the playoffs too. So there's a couple extra games in there. Harvard leads the series by a wide margin, but Marengo has the last two wins and will make it three on Friday. Sounds good. And be, and Sean, who you got? I'm, I'm confident in, in Marengo making it three, three in a row as well. I, I'm impressed with Marengo because I wasn't quite sure. They, they lost so many guys. I knew, you know, you know, Jaron Jackson's a really good player and I'm I'm really impressed with what I've seen from Marengo so far, and I I was impressed last week, even though the Indians lost to Woodstock North, that that was a good game, and and they were down big and came back and almost almost pulled it out. They score, I think they scored the last three touchdowns of that game to come back and make it close. You you mentioned Jackson, Jaron Jackson, and we knew he'd be good, but I don't think did we expect you know the numbers that we're seeing from him? Wow, I mean the last three games, over 30 carries and over 200 yards. Well, last year we thought that he benefited a lot from the other weapons they had in that offense in in um, both his brother and the Creighton Nice, yeah, Creighton Nice. Zach Robot throwing it, yeah. They just right. had so many weapons on offense, yeah. so we thought, yeah, people are going to really hone in on him. He he probably won't have the space, and he and I'm guessing he doesn't have the space he had last year when he ran the ball. He's just getting it a lot more, and he's still effective, and he's a good defensive back as well. He made our first team, I believe, last year as a defensive back. Yeah, I think he had four picks in that team. So yeah, not two in a game though. Not two in a game like Jack Hefner. 
And because I'm an idiot, I forgot the Blink Maloney interview earlier, Marion Central's coach. Solly has that for us now. All right, so, you know, they got to Gavin a lot. You know, how frustrating was that? And that, that feel like the key was that how much he got hit? Oh, their ability to control the line of scrimmage, no doubt, was the key. We've got to do a better job of, of, of technically playing sound up front, making sure that we take away those hit opportunities because they do wear on anybody, regardless if it's a warrior like Gavin or not. Um, no quarterback's durable enough to take a, a pounding like that. And they're served one up for us, so we got to find a way to rally the troops, get back to the drawing board, and uh, get prepared for a very well-coached, uh, motivated Joel Catholic team. Yeah, you know, coming off of the two losses, what do you say to him out of this one to build into next week? We're 0-0 now. You know, we're, you know, 2-2 two two is 0-0 for me. Every season, uh, the rest of the season depends on the next game, uh, whether that's playoff implications, whether that's conference implications, whether that's senior legacy, honestly. Uh, I, I truly believe that every good program is senior-driven, and if these guys want to leave a mark and a legacy, we've got a lot of work to do, and that starts tomorrow morning and then feeds into Monday. It seemed like early on, you know, the passes were hitting yeah. and, you know, you guys had a couple of good drives that just stalled. Yeah. Did something feel like it changed for you or was it just a No, physically we got worn out. I mean, we got taken a task from a physical football team and that things slow down when you physically can't uh, execute with the way your brain wants you to. So we've got to figure out how to prepare for this grind of a conference uh, schedule on a yearly basis. That's big picture. From week to week, we're going to be in every ball game from here on out all the way through to Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm fully confident in our, in our people that they can get that job done. Yeah. Joe, I was wrong earlier when I said that I liked the silence in the background. You need a drum beat for that, your that was yeah, a like nice, That was a very nice background. Yeah, the, the band in the back. I like that. Way was, way better than, yeah. than the one I got. Now you have a, some background music and a word from our sponsor. Buffalo Wild Wings in Crystal Lake and Algonquin are proud to sponsor the Northwest Herald High School Football Podcast. Stop by after this week's game to enjoy their award-winning traditional and boneless wings spun in 16 signature sauces and five dry seasonings. Buffalo Wild Wings also offers a full menu including salads, burgers, wraps, and much more. See you after the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. All right, Joe, Prairie Ridge at Bartlett. I saw Prairie Ridge play this last week. They they went over, ran over uh, Crystal Lake South pretty pretty easily. It wasn't a real close game. They put it, They were able to scorely get a turnover on a kickoff return. It was suddenly 14 um, nothing. Chris Lake South had its its only touchdown drive, made it 14-7 and then it was all Prairie Ridge. They had, you know, there were three times they scored on the first play of a drive. They these are 60 plus yard touchdowns. One of them was I think an 87 yard uh run for Cole Brown. He had two touchdowns. Zach Gobranson, two touchdowns. There's a question for Joe in here somewhere. I don't know where it is. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, they can they can hit you so many different ways. Cole Brown's really fast. And he, I think he's a third year varsity guy too in that backfield. And, and then you have, you know, they hit you with that pass over the top to Austin Furbit. Manny Abrams a, a really nice uh, strong kid at fullback and then course there's Samson Evans and, and Zach Goldbranson they just hit you in so many ways too too tough to stop and kind of what we expected um, so Prairie Ridge will win this and uh, you know the FVC has a chance I think to sweep this conference crossover thing with upstate eight because so far all the all of the FVC teams have won those games where they have it set up for 
because it's a nine-team league and you, you get eight conference games, you need that one other game, and and it worked out well with that conference. And they actually got the opportunity to watch Bartlett play on Saturday. Bartlett was playing South Elgin in a Saturday game. Um, and, and Cole Brown, you mentioned, one of the interesting things of the interview after after the game with him was that in the middle of it, he, he stopped and said, shout out to Bigsby. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, so I, I posted it on Instagram and he responded. So apparently he has a stuffed animal he brought with him to Florida in the off season, and its name was Bigsby. So they have a running joke about that. So if you're ever interviewing him and he starts talking about Bigsby, that's what that is. Um, I thought it was funny because I heard him talking about it afterwards. He was pretty happy that he got it in the interview and, you know, like I care. So and, – and, Another interesting story, I guess, in a more meaningful way, is is Austin Furbit and in the flag that he carried on the field after the game. You talked to Coach Chris Shrimps, like I did, about that, Joe. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. You gave me the that tip, and I called Coach Shrimp, and he's a he's a very patriotic guy, and, and they started doing the uh, the military appreciation night, which you know, kudos to them. It's a a, a nice nice evening, a nice recognition, and. Uh, Barrett Reif, a former Wolves player who served in Afghanistan and is still in the Army, sent them a flag last week that had flown over his post in Af- while he was deployed in Afghanistan. And Austin Furbit, who committed to Army, um, was the natural pick. And I guess uh, uh, also Barrett had recorded a, a message for the players, and they played it for them. And, and Coach Shrimp said it was pretty emotional. It, was, it got him got him pretty fired up. And then at the end of it, they said, "Okay, Austin, you're going to carry the flag out." So he had the pole and the flag that he carried out onto the field. And they wore the the special jerseys that night too. So nice touch for PR. And not only that, but then the first offensive play of the game, Austin catches a 44 yard touchdown. I want to say it was 44 yards. I wonder if that was scripted. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it was. <laughs> Here's it was. an interview with Austin about that. <laughs> Uh, you know, we just came out. We knew we were going to improve our pass game this week because it's, it's been our struggle. Uh, we knew we had two open routes right there. One of us is always open, so we knew that play would hit. What did it mean to you to carry that flag before the game? And- that, was, that was really touching. It became really emotional from all that because he was a West Point grad, so. This start that you guys are on, I mean, this is just a continuum of it. You guys are undefeated. Right. It seems like you're rolling. How are you feeling about that? Feeling great. We're, not, we're going into every game confident. We practice every week like if we're playing the same team, though. Never, We're never down on ourselves. We're always fighting to win that next game. Joe, keep singing. It's Sing sweet, that it's song. Sweet Caroline. It's I know. Neil I was and, and absolutely I'm a, wrong. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I they, they play that at the eighth inning at uh, Fenway every night, so. After the game, um, when it's fifty-six to seven, you we talk to both coaches. I don't necessarily know what to ask the coach that's lost fifty-six to seven after a game like this. Um, outside of the fact that uh, his best offensive and defensive lineman got hurt, and he kind of told you that story, he told it to me as as well. Um, what was kind of the update on yeah, that? Yeah, Trevor game? Keegan, um, as he was blocking a, a player. Um, was falling to the ground and took a knee from his own running back, Michael Swatley, right in the head. He was knocked out cold. Uh, a really scary moment. Chuck said he sprinted onto the field like if it had been one of his own sons. And they got out there. They they revived him. They thought he was okay. Um, and he was 
uh, undergoing the, all the, the protocol for concussion now, which is they, they have tests, they go back and they check him out this week, and he has to see his family doctor and everything. I did hear from a friend um, today that um, he, what, he didn't, I guess he felt pretty good Saturday, that mm-hmm. he didn't seem to have too many ill effects Saturday. I'm, I'm sure he will sit out this week at least. You would, you would think. Here's the interview with Chuck Osman I had after the game. Uh, our trainer thought he could have stayed, but his mom wanted to play it safe. His mom's a nurse, so she okay. took him home. So that's probably the probably the right thing to do. Okay. So what was it? He was all cold. That's right. And I, we looked on the iPad. We weren't sure even how it happened. We might have been our own player oh, really? from behind. So yeah, that's unfortunate. But hopefully he'll be okay. I'm sure he'll have to go see a doctor and make sure. I guess I don't really know what to ask you. I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. Really you know what? We knew that they were really good, and, you know, we certainly didn't help ourselves. We made some mistakes. We had uh, Myers open on the one play, you know, and overshot him, and uh, Swatley dropped the interception. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just they're really good, and, you know, you have to play a perfect game to be in it with them. So yeah, it's impressive. They were impressive on film, and they're well coached. I mean, you know, they uh, – it was interesting to watch them change their technique and their D-line from Carey to Huntley. You know what I mean, it's like, holy crap, they're doing completely different stuff, you know. Really? But they're okay. able to do it. It was impressive. What so, did they what did, Well, against Carey, I mean, they're really playing low, diving, taking out ankles so that, you know, Carey Grove gets up to linebackers so well, but they wouldn't allow him to do that. And then against Huntley, because they're in the shotgun and throwing the ball more now, they're more upright and reading the play. I and mean, just for kids to be able to do that in a week, um, is a real tribute to their coaching staff, I think. And, and, and a lot of people talk about their offense, obviously, not as much about their right. defense, but they're... Well, they're doing both. Is, well, you know what? Their offense, obviously, is really good. Uh, Samson contributes to that. I mean, you really... We've really focused on trying to take him out of the offense, but then then you give up some other things, you know? If you're sending your outside guys to him all the time because you don't want him to beat, the fullback sooner or later is going to get loose, and so is the pitch guy. I mean, so... You know, that's what's really tough. So they execute it really well. But, uh, you know, defensively, they're really good. And that's what I think is going to get them somewhere in the playoffs, assuming they stay healthy. You know, they're small, small group. Who do you guys have next? We have Dundee Crown for homecoming. Dundee Crown for homecoming, Joe. Yes. That was some great insight. That was really interesting what he was talking about. I know. I I really enjoyed that. That And that all came out of the question of I don't know what to say to you. (laughs) So that had had zero to do with my questions. It was was maybe the dumbest non-question I've I've had in a while. (laughs) Better to ask something than nothing, I guess, right? (laughs) I wasn't even asking anything. It was a statement that I don't know what to say right now. Also, I need to stop fidgeting my hands while I'm doing interviews because that that was horrific. That noise in the background. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like snapping. Um, I, I'm assuming we both think that uh, Prairie Ridge is going to beat Bartlett, Bartlett yes. right? Yes. So, so the the South Dundee Crown game, two teams that we don't suspect to have a chance to make the playoffs at this point. Um, South sitting at 0-4. Dundee Crown has the one win against East Aurora or Aurora East, depending on where you're from and who you are. Uh, but I, I don't think that we think either one, just because of Dundee Crown has lost to, I believe, Hampshire and and who else in conference? Uh, Dundee Crown lost to Hampshire, Jacobs, Jacobs and Huntley. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
Nice work. Yeah. You came up with it. Yeah. You're right. So, it was at Huntley. Yes. That was that was the game when Huntley had its its gold out. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. With the fans. So Dundee Crown at South this week. Thoughts on on that game? It should be an interesting game, even without I, playoff implications. I think it's pretty. I think these two teams are pretty even, and um, you know, it could be tough for South w- without having one of its most integral players on the offensive line with without Trevor Keegan. Uh, on the other hand, I kind of think Souths do, and I think I might think I'll go with the Gators in this one. Between between Swatley and Greg Williams, those are two of the better running backs in the area, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, an interesting point. And I think this is another one where we could see a, a good amount of points for both teams in, in this game. Um, I'm also going to go with South, um, you know, that is a good point that you know if they're without Keegan that may change things a little bit but but I think I think I sort of think they're due as well. All right, Joe, uh, a game that maybe we don't know as much about these teams, but they're both three and one. Woodstock at Dixon, um, and and Woodstock, yeah, they they haven't played the best teams in the in the KRC yet, you know, but they're three and one, and they've showed that they can score some points. And Jacob Sumner. I haven't seen him play. I'm assuming he's pretty fast because he seems to rack up some pretty big yards. He has great um, yards. Five touchdowns yards last week. Yards per carry. Bear with me a second. Yeah, 14.9 yards per carry. Almost up there with Colin Mergle. Almost. Colin Mergle, 17.6. But 14.9, that's that's pretty good uh, yards per carry and seven touchdowns. So it, they, they have shown that they can score some points. And I don't know – I. Have, haven't looked at Dixon. I don't. Know They're that. three and one, and they just lost their first game against Rockford Lutheran. It was a close one, and and this isn't as good of a Rockford Lutheran team, obviously, as before. I think that that's that may have been Lutheran's first win because they lost to GK, and I think they lost to Byron, and and I forget who else they lost to, yeah. but you know they're they're obviously not as good, not the team they were last year, but they're not terrible either. They're they're still. A football team that can win games so you know Dixon at three and I, I would guess that it's going to be a pretty close matchup I yeah I think so too I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the blue streaks I think they will will go on the road and get one at four and one that that would put them mighty close to being a playoff team yes yes and they really may close. they may need five they may need six wins they might they're yeah, gonna be close I would guess if at five they'll be real close right. and it depends on where that number lands we yeah. we don't think that the FEC schools will be like that. We think that with them winning all the non-conference, they'll have plenty of points if they get five wins. But with the K, a couple of the KRC schools, depending on who your first two games are, your non-conference uh, early on that aren't even crossovers, you know, maybe they won't have enough points at five. Right. Right. Sh- Sean, who are you picking? I like Woodstock. Um, again, you know, like you said, Joe, we don't know a ton about Dixon, but. Uh, I, I think Woodstock, you know, we've seen some good things from Woodstock, especially running the ball, and I think they'll win this one. Another team that looks like it has all the chances in the world to get to five wins, and, and as we know from past experience, uh, Alden Hebron's conference, the math says they're going to get in with five wins. Uh, but this week, Ottawa Marquette, a team that's been rolling through everybody. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be one of them. Ottawa Marquette's ranked in 1A, I believe, and it's that's a pretty good – every year that, that team is – Either winning the knack or, or right there, contending for the knack, and that's that's a team that um, Hebron saw twice last year, 
unfortunately for the Giants, they drew him in the playoffs in the first round. Actually played him a lot better the second time. But I think it was still like a two-touchdown game. But it was a lot more respectable the second time. But, yeah, this is gonna be a, that's going to be a tough one for Hebron going on the road. It's at Ottawa, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And I think that as you look forward to them, they're going to beat the River Otter Co-op or that's down in Varna or wherever. Right. <laughs> Did I say any of that right? They're definitely River not Valley, the River Otter Co-op. Mid, mid, <laughs> it's in Varna. It's Midland High School. Uh, I R- like the River Valley week. Co-op or something. Did you yeah. say Otter? Was yes, that I said River Otter, otter Co-op. Okay. I did that on purpose, by the way. That wasn't <laughs> unintentional. So, so they'll they'll win that game. They have Sobos, South Beloit, and they have Westminster still. And there's one other game I didn't. It, it may say. come down to that if it's the last game game. It may come down to that Westminster game for them right. to get in, just like it did last year. Which, and we didn't. I saw that one. That was a really exciting. We didn't. Game. They weren't favored to win going in, but they did it. Yeah, in that game, did it on the last drive. It was pretty exciting. All right, I think that's all we got this week. Sally has to wake back up and, and turn this podcast off. Thanks for joining us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.